Well, hello and welcome to episode 27 of the All Things Leeds podcast, the new season special of the podcast by myself, Ed McIntyre. And so opposite me on the desk is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Good week. Yeah, I said I'm eating challenge yesterday, son. <laughs> Still suffering from that, but otherwise, yeah, decent. Yeah, feel, feeling a bit dodgy yeah, after the eating a little bit dodgy. <laughs> and we are also joined in the studio by our good friend, Chris Chivers. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How are you, Ed? I am not bad. I am not bad. Thank you for coming on yet again this Don't year. Worry. Fourth time on the pod- podcast in total. Second time in about three weeks. Is this <laughs> studio time starting to feel like a second home? Honestly, there's a city over there. I might as well just sleep on it. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as well. Uh, well, in this episode, we will, of course, look back on the two friendlies that were played last Saturday, one where we beat Girona 3-2 at Manchester City's training ground, the other in which we drew 1-1 away at Serie A side, whose name I now know how to pronounce is Calgary. It's Calgary. It's not Cagliari, it is Calgary. Uh, we'll also do a recap of pre-season as a whole before listening to a recent chat I had with Australian Leeds fan and follower of the channel, Adam Jolly, on his experience seeing Leeds play out there in Australia. We'll also look at the latest ongoings in the transfer market at Ellen Road. There's quite a lot, to be honest. There is quite a lot <laughs> happening, uh, as well as look at the bits of news coming out of the club, including the launch of the new away kit, which Chris is wearing right now. We will... And discuss that we can see it in person so we, me and Charles can do a very good in-depth review of that kit um, then we will of course look ahead to the first game of the season already football is back buzzing yes. uh, as Leeds United take on Bristol City away from home before giving our predictions for the 2019-20 season this is the All Things Leeds podcast So Charles back in the studio again for the second week running. Me get used to it as well because now that the season's back on, these weekly podcasts will be coming back. Honestly, it just feels like an air all week sometimes, mate. <laughs> I often we're here. Uh, and keen listeners may remember that uh, last week uh, we said that uh, Andrew Stats Dalton would be coming on the podcast this week but he had to pull out last minute as he's uh, doing the last few bits of his uh, book but we will hopefully be joined by him next week so we can ask him all about that there but uh, like I said we are of course joined by uh, by Chris again thank you for coming on last minute Chris no don't worry I'm, I'm always a good backup so you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not backup you're a very good guest to have on ah, definitely thank you we of course wearing the brand new Leeds United away kit for the uh, for the new season, centenary season, and you might as well start by discussing the uh, new kit then, uh, as it has split opinion. So Leeds United revealing the new away kit uh, for the 2019-20 season, and uh, yeah, it's it's grey and pink, grey and pink. It's mm-hmm. very different. Uh, Charles, what are your thoughts on on Chris, on Chris's new shirt? Um, I I'm not I'm not a huge fan, mate. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, slagging off your shirt, Chris. Um, I I would like that. I wouldn't mind that shirt in a different season. I feel like in the centenary season we should have harked back to an older shirt. Like, yeah. Any of you see the um, the Man City uh, launch uh, kit launch they did? Because it's their 125th anniversary. So they they basically polled fans of what they wanted on the kit, and they've designed that kit based on that. And they've got like the the uh, white rims on the sleeves, the collars, the classic uh, sky blue. They've got the badge there. No sponsor. They've done. A proper centenary launch. Yeah, we appear to have launched a normal away kit <laughs> in a centenary season. Yeah, and that seems to be the argument against the kit. Really, I mean, it's a nice looking kit. It's a sexy looking kit, in my opinion. But for the centenary year, you would have liked it to be traditional, yeah. like that we've had over recent years. You know, blue or yellow, uh, those colours, and that seems to be the argument against it. But it's a nice looking kit, Chris. You're wearing it. What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I wouldn't have gone at nine a.m. in the morning 
as on launch day to buy it if I didn't like it. But again, <laughs> you always go on launch day, though, mate. That's very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is a nice looking kit to be fair. But I mean, the, the color, the color scheme of it, and, and and the kits that we've had in, in the past, really. I mean, you got a gold badge, and then you got pink, pink hot pink, yeah, hot not, hot not pink just uh, logos. But then the clipper at the back is white. Why not just make it all pink? To, kind of, to kind be of honest. MDMA nightclub pink. <laughs> it, it looks like a child <laughs> has kind of coloured that kit. And they've, they've they've given a, a child a, a kit and just yeah, colour color it colour it any way you want. And then but it's just that pink and grey have never been Leeds colours. No. Uh, it's, it's I've never white, thought blue, yellow. Yeah, and I've never articles. thought of putting pink and grey together as well. But it, you know, it is a nice looking kit. But what I would have done is the goalkeeper kit that we have, the uh, yellow and blue one. Swap that that yeah. should have been the away kit. That should have been the away kit, and that should have been the goalkeeper kit. Yeah, yeah. grey and pink would have been fine as a goalkeeper kit. No one would have, no one would have batted an eyelid. Yeah, uh, but we probably wouldn't have been able to work out as we do play on white and a grey kit wouldn't work. But we have brought out an orange goalkeeper kit, which looks nice as well. So uh, that, mm. that could have easily been it. What I think as well what Leeds United could have done for one kit either away or goalkeeper you could have brought out a really nice sexy looking black and gold kit I thought that would have been really nice well that, that Ut- utilise the gold on the badge and make everything gold on it and, and have it black you know that, like we had a few seasons ago the white, white and black yeah. one there was rumours because obviously I've been very very eager on kits this season I don't know why I've just been very interested in them so I found out a few days ago that it was going to be a grey and pink kind of kit wasn't overly pleased when I found out. But obviously I told all of Leeds United's fan bases <laughs> all across Facebook. Um, and similar reactions, everyone hated it. And now <laughs> and now it's come out, people are like, yeah, it's a nice kit. Again, yeah, not for a centenary okay. kit. Um, but yeah, there, there was rumours as well that they're going to release a black and gold kit, but I don't see it happening yeah. now. It, it would have been nice. I think I think they could have done a good job with that. But, you know, it is a nice kit. Bamed up for Centenary, yeah, maybe for uh, another season. Um, but, you know, it does look like a nice kit. And, hey, if we get promoted in that kit, then no one's going to be no one's gonna be complaining <laughs> no one's about gonna the get. kit. They're going to quickly forget about it. Uh, well, let's move on then. Uh, I think we should talk about uh, transfers. As uh, many reports, including uh, from the Yorkshire Post, have said that Bailey Pickup Farrell is set to join Premier League side Burnley for a fee around £3.5 million, uh, with a sell-on clause included, uh, apparently, and yeah, it looks very likely that Billy Pickup Fowler is leaving, but Charles, I personally think that this is a good bit of business from Leeds United. Um, I think the price is good, given how often he played last season and how young he is. I think that's a decent price. Uh, the, the I'm fairly certain we won't replace him, though, which is... because. Be, be realistic when do we ever replace a, a player when we sell them <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit worried about that because now we have Casilla or Myzak is the now secondary goalkeeper yeah. isn't we've it? got Will Huffer as well don't I'm forget Will, I'm Will Huffer um, but I would like another senior goalkeeper uh, but I would also like another senior centre back and <laughs> another senior striker yeah <laughs> and, and I'm not going to get either of those so it, no <laughs> probably not going to get a goalkeeper but you know 3.5 million pound Chris for Bill Pickfile who yes he's 22 years old he's still young but from what I can recall he had a, a very poor loan spell at York City and then had an okay half season at Leeds United and to get 3.5 million pound for him I think that's a good bit of business. I don't think Myazic is that worse of a keeper to not go and cash in on Bailey Pickup Foul when I money's coming from the Premier League. Don't think Myazic's a bad keeper at all. Um, is that just because he's Polish? No, it's not just because... Oh, uh, <laughs> he is Polish, yes. <laughs> I do rate him because he is Polish, yes. But he is also a very class keeper. Um, Pickup Farrell was 
I would say average, maybe just below average in the keeper world. Um, I think that's what we're going to call it now. Um, <laughs> Burnley, <Okay. laughs> uh, they they needed someone to replace Tom Heaton because he's gone to Aston Villa. Uh, B- BPF spat out his dummy with us. Looks like Bielsa's not taking any, you know, anything from anyone yeah, this season. It, it, it did seem like Bailey Pickfile did have a few attitude problems. Yeah. We saw him the summer. He said that if he was going to set Leeds, he would want to start every game. And, you know, if, you, if you've got an attitude like that, you know, you, you need to fight for your place, not mm. just say, yeah, if I'm saying I, I, I want to start. Because, you know, he, he's not he's not going to start ahead of Kiko because he's come from Real Madrid. You exactly. know, that, that's just a fact. You can argue about who's the better goalkeeper, but the fact of the matter is Kiko is going to start. And if Bailey Pickfile wanted to start, he would have to uh, work hard. Um, as you mentioned, Burnley, they have uh, they have uh, accepted an eight million pound bid from uh, fellow Premier League side, uh, the Aston Villa, uh, for their goalkeeper Tom Heaton, and there were links uh, between Burnley and Bale Peacock Fowl early on in the summer, and I think it was inevitable that they would come back in for Peacock Fowl, and they have, and it does look like it's going to go go through. You know, it's quite sad to see Bale Peacock Fowl go because he is a young goalkeeper, good as a backup, but one year left on his contract, attitude problems, Charles, probably is worth cashing in on him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is it's good money it's good money for someone who didn't really play that much for Leeds and, and given he has only got one year and left on his contract as well 3.5 mil is very decent Yeah, because um, we would have probably got more if it had a couple more years and again no one's really got a couple more years on the Leeds contract who would need them to does he <laughs> <laughs> who would your idea of replacement be we've been linked with Carl Darlow in the past there's also Andy Lonergan who uh, could stop, come back stop bringing up Andy Lonergan <laughs> of course Andy Lonergan he played for Liverpool in their friendlies just some of the <laughs> European champions so surely if he's going to play for them he's good enough in the championship apparently Darby trying to move Scott Carson on I wouldn't mind Scott Carson back experienced yeah. keeper of course, Kieran Westwood as well. We'll link with him in January. We're not going to get Kieran Westwood, though, because it will cost us an arm and a leg yeah. to get yeah. Kieran Westwood. But who, who would your ideal replacement be? My ideal replacement would be Kieran Westwood, yeah. but realistic replacement, I would, I'd take Scott Carson, exper- yeah. experienced ex-England international, yeah. ex-Leeds as well. I think realistic, I'd probably take Cal Darlow. Chris, who would your ideal replacement be? Um, if we were going to go in third place. Third replacement. Either Cal Darlow or I'm going to go for a dark horse of uh, Joe Hart. Joe Hart? No, not See, Joe Hart. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm a fan of that. Well, I don't understand. Why haven't we just done a switch for switch? Because then we won't be missing out. So we, we wouldn't exactly be getting... And I understand why, because there's money involved. But say if we brought Tom Heaton in instead of what Villa, Villa did, we could have just paid the rest, so the 4.5 If mil. we'd have offered, like, 9 mil and Villa would have offered 10, they would beat us in a bidding war. Yeah, they definitely would. Um, and they won't get Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never get Calvin. No. <laughs> and I really hope they do a Fulham and finish bottom. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Um, but, yeah, uh, so... Bill pick up foul. He does look like he's going to leave. Um, as I said, Andy Lonergan. He, he did play for <laughs> Liverpool, so he should be good enough. Uh, as I said, the uh, Yorkshire Post uh, kept us informed uh, with that, especially uh, Graham Smith, who is the new chief football writer at the Yorkshire Post, taking over from uh, what Phil Hayded. So he is essentially the uh, new Phil here. He's the go-to man to uh, uh, to go to for all your uh, Leeds United news. And uh, Charles, to me, kind of looks like uh, how I imagine Phil here looked like when he started his job at the uh, Yorkshire Post before Leeds United fans ruined him yeah but we wore him down with our <laughs> negativity and <laughs> bloody insane antics uh, I, I quite like uh, Graham seems like he knows what he's talking about yeah he I'm did an sure. interview with the square ball did, recently yeah. Um, Irish uh, yeah p- apparently so I couldn't really tell from his accent but you reckon he's Irish from his accent he's Irish no I couldn't, I couldn't really tell to be fair I think he, might, he sounded a bit Scottish to me 
Nah, Irish to me. Irish to me. Right, someone's got to check that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I uh, gave him a vote of confidence. I stuck him on notifications, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting every every tweet he sends. I'm getting a notification from. So he's a cheap cheap Phil status in that. Yes. Phil was the only other person I had on notifications. I've still got <laughs> Phil on notifications because, you know, I'm not a snake. Yeah, and he's still involved with Leeds United. I think he's at the press conference uh, this weekend. I think he's uh, also going to be at the game, is Phil Hay. But uh, Graham, si- Graham Smith is the new uh, go-to man at the uh, Yorkshire Evening Post. And he's got a load of followers as well. He's got now got uh, 25.7 thousand followers on Twitter from uh, what he had before. He'll, so. he'll build himself up to Phil levels eventually. Yeah. <laughs> more, more followers than Mill. <laughs> yeah, Phil has got. Um, but yeah, Bill Pickle Fowler looks like he could be believing. Uh, could also a uh, 32-year-old Spanish goalkeeper Kiko Xavier believe in Leeds United to join La Liga side Sevilla. Uh, recent reports uh, suggest that Sevilla are in for Casilla, um, but I'm not sure how much is in this, to be honest. I can't really see him leaving now, especially that Bailey Pickle Fowler is uh, yeah. on his way. Uh, Charles, can you see Casilla leaving? It was very unlikely in the, in the first place, and now we're selling big <laughs> Bailey Pickle Fowler. It's it's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be very unlikely. Uh, of course, Casilla signed for Leeds in January from Real Madrid on a four-year deal. Uh, yeah, it, it does look like he'll stay. He'll stay again if he gets sold. And I do a place that would be Andy Lonergan because he is uh, <laughs> European <laughs> Championship quality. Um, of course, uh, Kiko Casilla was also at a Q and A session at Leeds United on Thursday night, and uh, along with Patrick Bamford, which is a, an interesting combo for a Leeds Q and A session. <laughs> I imagine that went well. Yeah, I, I, I was never interested in buying tickets for that I, I think it's just for you know generic media rubbish that they all said and, and there'll be plenty of people in the crowd who are answering questions <laughs> that they, asking questions they want to answer yeah uh, I think uh, Bamford he said Alioski is the, uh, the the strangest or uh, the funniest player in, in the in the. Uh, I can definitely agree team. with that yeah he, definitely he said he just makes weird noises all the time <laughs> which I, I can believe yeah uh, but Kiko say, said uh, the aim is promotion yeah, I think every player would say that especially <laughs> after last season but uh, Kiko say it, it looks like he, he will stay uh, there are strong links still uh, that striker Kemal Roof could be leaving Leeds United to join a Belgian side and Vincent Company's side don't forget uh, Angelect with reports from the likes of Phil Hay and Graham Smith at the auction in post uh, saying that the fee would be around £7 million if Angelect go for it uh, Chris what are your thoughts on this? Um, Andelect yeah, I, was, I was thinking Andelect as well <laughs> Andelect it's Andelect Andelect um, I mean he's got a year left on his contract it doesn't look like Rads is going to come to an agreement with him over a new contract Seven mil is a good price for a year left. That's, uh, but we won't replace him, and which is a massive mistake. Yeah, that would be a massive mistake. I mean, if we replace him, I think it's fine. But Kemal Roof, uh, fifteen goals last season, of course, the highest goal scorer, and he would be hard to replace, wouldn't he, Charles? Because there's not long left in the transfer window. It shuts on August the eighth at five pm, so it, it would be very difficult to get a replacement in. Take all that FFP over splash money <laughs> by Dwight Gale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. I totally forgot about Dwight. He, he would probably be the idea of a place. He, w- he would. That would be Guaranteed perfect. 20, 25 goals for the season. Promotion. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but Kemal Roof, uh, he is out of contract, uh, though, with one year left. And of course, he is out injured for the first couple of weeks of the season. And he did get injured a few times last season as well. So, you know, if he's not going to sign a new contract, one year left, he is injury prone. I think, I, I'd agree with, with Chris, I think he, he probably would be worth cashing in on, really. What, what do you think, Charles? I just think it's a mistake to throw away your top goal scorer of the last two seasons. But I if think. you're going to replace me, it would be worth yeah, it, wouldn't it? If that, that's the that's the big if, that's yeah. the the million pound if. <laughs> Sorry, the seven million pound if. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't see us replacing him because we 
we'll probably just end up sticking Edmondson up front. <laughs> that's yeah. what we'll do. That's what worries <laughs> me. It, I, it, I wouldn't mind if I, if I trusted the. Uh, sorry, I, I know I'm not supposed to slag off the ownership here, but if I trusted the ownership and, and Victor Otto to go out and now and buy another seven million pound striker straight away, then I, that'd be fine. But, but I don't trust them to do that. No, uh, I think we've sold so many players this summer. And not bought uh, any, and, and and not bought barely anyone. Got a load of players on loan. Held a cost, we're not paying for him until uh, the end of uh, this season. So uh, I think you know if there was that trust there, then you you wouldn't mind. But uh, a lot of these fans are unhappy with these reports. Even these reports that came out, who could believe in? Uh, if you're going to replace him, I think it is worth cashing in on him. But that is a big if. And if he does leave, we definitely do need to replace him because he's a 15 goal a season striker. Uh, but the ideal replacement would be Dwight Gale for me. What are you, Charles? Yeah, his wage is going to be astronomical. But, yeah. uh, but we've sold so many players yeah, this, sold so this many year. Players. Surely we can afford it. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know if he's actually going to be a free agent because I think. Um, is, he's uh, at Newcastle. Is that Newcastle releasing him? I'm not sure. I think I'm they, sure. might, I think they yeah. might be trying to get rid of him. I think he's on the like, last legs of his contract. So mm-hmm. if we would take all the money we would normally pile into a, a, a transfer deal and just put that aside for his wages, then I don't see any reason why we can't. Yeah. Chris? Mean, I, I would love. I I enjoyed watching Dwight Gale at West Brom last season. Yeah, apart I, from when he was playing against Leeds at, apart at West from Brom away, that wasn't nice. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's a, such a good striker. Yeah, and yeah, we our under twenty threes did really really well last season in regards to they won their league, didn't they? Yeah. So, but I mean, is that good enough for the championship? Maybe not. Yeah, Edmondson. Uh, uh, you, you're not really going to keep Bamford and Edmondson and just have them as your strikers. You, you do want someone there who is reliable, like Kemar Rufus. I, I know Bielsa likes small squads, but I don't think 10 players is They're what small, he's small, although it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and ours right now is, is pretty ridiculous. It's bordering on ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. If, we sell, if we sell Roof, it will be ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, we definitely would need to replace him. There, there are plenty of strikers out there. Neil Mopé, but uh, Dwight Gale, I think, would be the... I hate Neil the... Mopé. <laughs> I really yeah. do. So, Dwight... I, I know he's a good player, but I hate him. I'm Imagine yeah. seeing him in Leeds colours. Oh. I don't, hey, don't want to see him and I don't want to see Ollie McBurney ever in Leeds colours. <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, them both. Yeah, Ollie McBurney, of course, gone to Sheffield United. So, uh, um, we, can, we can sign Robert Lewandowski with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie McBurney makes, makes me sad to come from Garforth. <laughs> that's where he's from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Kemarov. Does look like he, he could believe in. I, I just keep an eye on this one. It would be quite a weird transfer, wouldn't it, Kemarov to to Anderlecht? But uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, Kemarov. Uh, could Calvin Phillips also believe him? Twenty three year old has also been in the headlines yet again. Some reports suggesting that he's ready to force a move away from Leeds United. But Graham Smith and the uh, York Team Post have said that he's happy at Leeds United and not actively pushing for a move. But he is uh, playing the waiting game. Now, I personally don't think Calvin Phillips would be pushing for a move, especially from his boyhood club, Leeds United. I'd hope that he isn't, but, th- you know, the fact that he's playing the wasting game, Charles, the club just need to go on with it, though. They, they just need to give him everything that he wants. And like, just need to offer us four million and they can have him. That's <laughs> <laughs> how the sound of things. <laughs> no, he, he's not going anywhere. Two years left on his contract. Um, nobody's willing to pay Leeds' asking price, which is good. That, that's how you're supposed to run a club when you don't want to sell somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think a new contract would settle a lot of fans down, and Legion I just need to get on with giving him a new contract. Well, yeah, but, don't but they're ridiculously slow with handing anybody a new contract because, yeah. especially Phillips and Roof, because they don't want to hand, they don't want to pay them what they're currently paying Casir and what they're paying Bamford and what they're probably paying some of the higher paid players in the squad. Yeah, cost cost will be on silly silly money. That's their own fault. 
that, yeah, that's Leeds' fault. I, I, it's not, yeah, it's Leeds' fault for making them sign contracts when they weren't worth very much, and now they're having to renew them when they are worth very much. Yeah. When you're supposed to renew contracts when players aren't worth very much, because <laughs> then you don't have to pay them a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd agree there. Uh, but Calvin Phillips, you know, I, yeah, I don't think he would be pushing for a move. But you know, he is vital to the team, and we do need to keep him. And Leeds United just need to tie him down to the contract, don't they, Chris? I mean, to be fair, I don't think they'll do it. In uh, how long has he got left on his contract now? Two years. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, two years. years two so season, I, yeah. I honestly think he'll wait out till next season. Although this, but then that's that's a dangerous game. We, you know, we've seen it at Arsenal many times where you know players going into the last year of the contract. And Ramsey, perfect example. Yeah, and then, and then you're in desperate need to to give him a contract, and they can play hardball. Whereas with two years left, you, you don't you don't have to. You know, the players won't be playing. He's already playing hardball. hardball let's say it, and. Um, Aston Villa are putting a new offer for him this morning, apparently worth 15 mil. So they're going up in price. And Calvin Phillips is basically turning back to Leeds and saying, if you're putting this price tag on me, give me a wage worth my price tag. And I get where he's coming Uh, from. uh, And that's fair enough. Yeah, exactly. And it's fair enough. If Leeds are going to put this price tag on him, pay what you're going to say he's worth. Yeah, uh, I personally don't think Colin Phillips will leave Leeds United this summer, yeah. but uh, we do need to get on, get on with it and uh, time down to a new contract because he is a very important player and we do need to keep him Leeds lad, Leeds. of course, and hopefully uh, a future captain at Leeds United. Uh, a youngster who has left, uh, though, uh, is uh, academy forward Oliver Sarkic, uh, who has joined uh, League One side Burton Albion on a one-year permanent deal. Good yeah. luck to uh, him there. Don't know much about him, but... Yeah. Uh, He's got, him got a few Burton. goals for... Um, under 18s and under 23s. Um, yeah. it, it seemed to do fairly well. He just, he, I just don't think he's going to break through. I, I, he's not going to push past the the likes of Edmondson yeah. just to get in, to get you know onto that bench position. Yeah, so I might as well so, leave and. Mm. Burton Albion are kind of, obviously have not got a lot of money. They're in League One, so they're only going to give him a one-year contract because they don't really they don't really know much about him either. <laughs> All, what they're seeing is Barnsley are in our academy, thinking because we're currently producing loads of really good players and thinking right well, we'll get we'll get in on that we'll sign one of their players they don't really want and we'll see how he does I I think he'll do quite well I've not seen him play that much what I have done is he's got some good he's got pretty good movement uh, he's a half decent finisher <clears throat> in league one he'll probably do well if he gets enough game time yeah, definitely. Uh, so good luck to uh, Oliver Sarkic there <coughs> at uh, Burton Albion. Uh, with the ins then, and there's not much at all, <laughs> in all honesty, which is quite disappointing. But a player who Leeds United have been linked with this summer, though, is 22-year-old Liverpool winger Ryan Kent. Leeds and Glasgow Rangers have reportedly interested in signing Ryan Kent. Now, apparently, Marcelo Bielsa went to see Kent play for Liverpool against against Bradford City in a friendly a few weeks ago which is quite interesting uh, and recently Liverpool lost 3-0 to Napoli in a friendly and Kent didn't play in that game and so Klopp was asked about him after the game and he said that alone wouldn't be an option at this stage so if we do want to sign Ryan Kent Charles we would have to buy him and so with, with that I can't see us getting him can you? We don't buy players mate <laughs> we, we sell them Yeah, and we, and we loan players in we don't yeah, buy anyone uh, No we're not going to buy him because he'll be about 9 or 10 mil and we're not going to pay that so that's, that's the end of it for us Rangers might buy him but I, I think we might think about it right we've just sold Roof well we're on the verge of selling Roof we've just sold Kent's a winger though he's not a striker yeah, I know we, do, we, do we need another wing we've got no, so many wingers at the club now well that's the thing Helder Costa plays can play up front as a striker I think Bielsa will be looking at him as a second striker or Tyler Roberts when he comes back of an injury Jack Harrison as well. Jack He's Harrison. played number nine in the past. We, we can we have players who can play in that striker role. Having another winger option who can cover their positions if they ever have to go up front 
isn't a bad thing. You can't just run a team with eleven wingers. Though. <laughs> you, you, I agree. Yeah. I agree because uh, I, I think if you were if you were going to spend ten fifty million pound on Rankin, I think at this stage it would be a waste of money because we do have other positions that we need to get. We need a solid striker now. If Kemal Roof's going, we need still need a solid centre back. We've needed that for years, and we still need one because I'm not sure Liam Cooper and Ben White are back for the entire season. Is going to work. Hopefully, to do prove me wrong. But yeah, I think at, you know at this stage, if you're going to splash fifteen million pound on a winger, uh, it would be a waste of money because we don't we don't need another winger. We've got plenty of wingers. We got uh, Helder Costa, Jack Harrison, Jack Clark, who probably won't even get any game time. Pablo yeah. Hernandez he plays out in the wing sometimes. Tyler Roberts as well. If Kemar Roof stays, he can play as a winger as well. We've got plenty of options there. Tyler Roberts will get a look in at uh, on the wing this season. He'll no. be he'll be. Attack, Number ten, attacking midfield, or, yeah. or possibly if we're desperate up front. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really. I think he's better in the ten than he is up front. Though. Yeah, but I think he'll score more goals than Bamford up front. I, I don't know because I reckon he'll score more goals than Bamford at number ten. <laughs> I think Roberts only scored three or four goals last season. Yeah, but how many games did he play compared to? <laughs> Quite a lot compared to Bamford. Yeah, yeah he played, he played, played a lot. Still, Tyler Roberts played a lot of games, but Tyler Roberts played a lot more than Bamford. Bamford was injured for half of the season. Remember? This is true, but then Roberts wasn't you know fully fit all season, was he? He replaced Roof uh, in that yeah. kind of September October time, yeah. and, then he, and then he was and back he scored, a, scored a few goals, and, as and, well. then he, and then he was back in the team by February March, loads of, as well. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think his position is for number ten. Uh, of course, Leeds United also have another winger that we thought that we wouldn't be having. Uh, Paul Sabicki, he's come back because his uh, move to Swedish side AFL's has fallen through, and Charles surely Sabicki <laughs> is is worth a start. I mean, if we're, if we're just running a team full of wingers, we may as well stick him in the team. <laughs> I mean, he's an option there for us. We don't, we don't need another option. Yeah. <laughs> Especially an option as piss yeah. poor as he is. <laughs> but but he, he is there as an option, but uh, Sabiki is back. But we've got plenty of wingers. I think Ryan Ken, I, 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 I can't see that happening, to be honest. And I don't really want it to happen. I'd rather sign other players than uh, Ryan Kent. Uh, another player that Leeds have been linked with uh, recently is 24-year-old Italian striker Andrea Petagna, uh, who is currently at SPAL. Uh, he scored 16 goals in Serie A uh, last season, and rumours were planning a £50 million move for him. He's very highly rated, though clips I've seen of him, it just does look like an Italian uh, La Saga. It does, um, does look more like we're going to sign him now, though, if we're going to sell Roof. Yeah. That, that, that rumour has a bit more... Kind of yeah, substance to it. But Leicester City apparently bid twenty million pound early on in this summer, and it was rejected. So I don't like, think fifty million would get him. But, but we, we've got fifty million in the bank that we were. <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> the amount of players we've sold. Yeah, we, we, we got that, we got plenty. Sarcasm, money. by the way. <laughs> any any nerds that are going to call me out on that? Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason Leicester's bid was rejected is because I don't think SPAL actually owned him at that point so basically yeah, I, I think he's just moved to SPA as well yeah. so I don't think there is a there is any <laughs> any point of him there was leaving a, again there was a clause in his status that if he scored 10 goals last season they had to sign him for 15 mil and that's why they signed him for, uh, sorry for 13 that million euros and I think that's why they signed him and then at that time less, I don't think they completed that when Leicester put in his their bid so that's why I think Kaz is is more likely to happen yeah, than what? He's just moved to SPL. I, I don't think it, it, it would happen. Um, Patagna, I, I don't think he looks good either. I, I wouldn't really want it to happen to splash, his, uh, to splash a load of money on him. I'd rather get a, you know, a proper championship striker Chris who's Wood. used to playing in the division. Chris Wood. Imagine Chris Wood coming back. Mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really see us spending that much money on the player as well, even though the money is very much there. As we've mentioned, we've sold 12 suit to be 13 maybe even 14 players this summer we've got so much money we're so far away from from being in trouble with FFP it is ridiculous and we've got so much money we might as well 
sign a player, which is why as well. But why would you sign a player, mate, when you can line Rajazani's pockets? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the choices you got to make. Why, yeah. why would you sign a player when, when Rajazani can essentially have a free season running Leeds? Yeah. Purely based off sales of players. Yeah, it pretty much would be that as well, for a free a free season running Leeds United. Cause can we all remember we still have Vernon and Eater? Yeah, Vernonita, <laughs> he, he's coming back. Although Vernonita will probably bleed the cup dry because he's <laughs> refusing to go anywhere because he's on such high money at Leeds United. How, how many years? Can someone check how many years Vernonita <laughs> has left on his contract? Yeah. Chris, Chris, Google how many years Vernonita is still going to be at my football club. Because <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I think he's on a lot of high money. Highlighting the problem that we had a few seasons ago, we, hi, we uh, signed so many uh, mediocre players on long-term contracts for a lot of money and yeah now it's coming back to uh, biters but yeah uh, really. we still got Adeguchi as well don't we oh my god it's his last season so oh, thank god he signed a three year contract <laughs> in 2017 so <laughs> the end of the season we can finally get rid of him yeah then Nisa yeah. <laughs> is, is it a Gucci finishing at the end of the season um, as well? I don't think so because we, we didn't sign him the same time as Vernon did we I think, I think we did we signed think. him in the January transfer window yeah. I believe but uh, it was same season <laughs> January instead uh, of. us and boy he's also come back to uh, Leeds United oh, no. <laughs> all these players are still on the wage list I, I keep on naming them you're just thinking I, oh, I, I why? just think how many players have we got on the books <laughs> that are just so average yeah we've got a lot and there's a lot of players who can leave and yeah if we sell all these then we're going to have even more money and if Danny Rose gets sold from Tottenham Hotspur this season we'll get even more money from a sell-on clause so. <laughs> and we're still not going to spend it. Yeah, we, we, we need to sign. Watch us have the greatest January transfer window of all time. Let's like, <laughs> bring in like six players and win the league. Yeah, uh, we, we that, have a, that, that would be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of money. We, we need to sign players. The centre back is vital for me. Uh, striker and a goalkeeper now would would be quite nice. Uh, if we keep Roof, we'll probably just about about be okay in the striker department. If we keep roof, though. Yeah. If we don't, then we'll we need a goalkeeper, striker, screwed. and a centre-back, but we probably won't, probably won't get anyone. Although, uh, Angus Kinnear at a Q&A session at Leeds United did say that there could be twists and turns. Expect twists and turns at Leeds United. Don't go to bed just yet. But, uh, yeah, Angus Kinnear hinting that there could be more twists and turns this uh, transfer window. So, who knows what to expect. It's going to be a big we'll couple we'll sell, of weeks. We'll sell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we sell Angus Kinnear for £7 million? Can we, stick it, can we get him in the transfer yeah, we're, market? We're literally just selling everyone. Went, aren't we? Put radders up there. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's going to be a big week uh, uh, at Leeds United. So uh, yeah, it, it could be uh, uh, could be exciting. Uh, now that's for latest uh, transfer news. Let's <laughs> briefly move on to uh, Leeds United revealing the worst kept secret in football. Then the fact that a documentary on last season uh, will be released. It's a six part documentary called Take Us Home Leeds United, and it will be released on Amazon this month in August. Uh, it's narrated by Australian actor, film producer, musician, and Leeds United fan Russell Crowe and uh, Chris this looks awesome doesn't it I'm excited uh, like like I said um, to you guys earlier won't be watching the last episode but I'll <laughs> certainly watch the first five that's absolutely fine I suffered enough first time around there. exactly we don't <laughs> the thing is right the club store are selling DVDs for last season as well who's going to buy a DVD when, when, we, when you got a documentary when you got coming a documentary out coming out exactly I mean the DVD will have more. I think we'll probably have more detail. It, the, the documentary will definitely be more cinematic, but the, the, the DVD that the club store will probably be a lot more kind of game focused. Yeah, yeah. And, and this will be more well, behind the scenes. Yeah, the documentary will be, be like, if it's like Sunderland until I die, then it'll be properly behind the scenes. It'll be interviewing players yeah. and and that Sunderland until I die was was great. Apparently, well. Victor Otto burst into tears like three times during that documentary. Is it so just I'm me? Who hasn't, I am. I haven't seen it. 
I ain't not seen the trailer. No, I ain't seen no. Some, until, until, I until I die. I've watched. I, watch it. It's it's, it's so a great good. documentary. I, I'm not sure how many Sunland fans may have watched it, but uh, it, it was a it was a good documentary what, on Netflix. What, what annoyed me was um, it, it kind of reminded me of following Leeds. You know, in the time when we were just kind of getting out of League One and we we had like no money and, <laughs> and we had like a bunch of mercenaries at the club. Like Jack, if you watch it, you remember the bit in the documentary with Jack Rodwell there, and he's going like. Um, the club are just asking him, "Can you can, can we transfer you out of it? I know you're under contract, but can can we terminate your contract for a modest fee, just because your wages are like astronomical and we're, and we're in League One? Sorry, we're, they were in the Championship at the time." I think Rodwell was saying, "Oh yes, I'll play, I'll play." And then uh, when uh, Deb, when his boss left, he turned around to camera and said, "No, I'm not playing." No, he, he literally just said, "I'm on the contract, but I'm not going to play." And, yeah. and he just sat there soaking up wages, which they were going <laughs> to spend on a striker. Yeah, they, they were trying to sign Ross McCormack as well, which I thought was brilliant because it was Simon Grayson <laughs> trying to sign Ross McCormack, which would give me such Leeds PTSD watching that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we all know how uh, last season ended, of course, in heartbreak. But uh, Charles, will, will you still be watching it? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I know it's going to hurt, and other clubs will probably take the piss because it is it is essentially a story of glorious failure. Yeah, it's it, a story it, of Leeds United bottling <laughs> promotion. It, it is absolutely just. Just, just a, an absolute. It was brilliant, though. I loved last season. I really did, and I really enjoyed it. And Many I'm looking, memories. And I'm looking forward to, given how cinematic the Sunderland games were. I'm looking forward to the similar kind of thing on Amazon. Obviously, yeah. um, Amazon will do it slightly differently from Netflix, but I'm still looking for it. It's going to be brilliant. In the tra- you've seen the trailer, aren't you? Yeah. So they're interviewing Luke Hale in there. They've, uh, they're interviewing. I don't imagine they'll interview Bielsa, probably not, because Bielsa... Yeah, probably. Bielsa is in there, his first ever sat down interview. Is it? Is yeah. It? Oh, that's, I'm, yeah. I'm, awesome. It'll be interesting to see if he can speak English. I think he can. I think he's letting I mean, the, we all saw that clip, didn't we? Yeah. Bielsa well done, shouting Davis. at uh, Luke <laughs> Davis, well done, Davis. So, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting, of course, Liam Lamrani, he's left Leeds United, which is uh, uh, quite sad, because I, I was quite a big fan of Liam Lamrani. I've never yeah. got so attached to a translator. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss his biceps, I'll miss his biceps. Is anyone, has anyone heard anything about a, a replacement translator? Uh, no, we don't buy replacements, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but yeah, Celine Lamani, he'll be missed. Good looking chap, uh, sat next to Bielsa. Good, good but, looking uh, chap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, the first ever sat down interview of uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Um, but yeah, we, we all know how it ends in heartbreak. But uh, you know, for, for me, I think it's coming out of the best time. I think if you bring it out too soon after last season, the heartbreak's still there yeah. and you're just not going to watch it. But now. Just before the season, bring it out this month. It gets you pumped and excited for the new season ahead, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, I agree. Um, to be fair, now now that people have kind of like had the time to process, it re- it reminds me they were. I, I saw them, I can't remember what game it was. They were wandering around in front of the south stand with a massive camera, and someone volleyed a football at them out of the stand and <laughs> hit the guy carrying on the camera. I really hope that's in the documentary. <laughs> and then just holding the camera, turning around because they, they turned the camera around to the crowd, and someone just volleyed a football straight at them. Yeah. I really hope that wasn't the sky cameras; and that was genuine on the documentary. But we need to watch Steve Wave in the documentary at all in, in the stand. Oh, we, we best if, if, be if, if, if they film anywhere down near the cheese wedge at the south stand, we'll probably be in it. Yeah, that that would be good to to look out for. But uh, you know, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of Leeds United and behind the scenes. A lot for that. And uh, yeah, I, I will be watching the last episode. Unlike Chris, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, but that's uh, the uh, new documentary that's coming out uh, next month, Leeds United Till I Die, uh, on Amazon. Uh, look out for it. Uh, now, of course, later in this episode, we'll be getting our teeth into the two friendly games that we played last Saturday, the final preseason games of the summer for Leeds United ahead of the new season. 
them, but Chris has been many friendlies uh, this summer. Me and Charles have banged on about him a lot. Uh, but Chris, uh, after watching all the preseason games, have you been impressed with what you've seen from Leeds? Yes and no. Yes, because build-up play looks mint, Bielsa ball looks solid, Forshaw still looks terrible. Um, <laughs> he just, he still does, yeah. so does, doesn't he? <laughs> Gave a ball away quite a lot against Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, and against, oh, who else? Uh, Cagliari, who was shocking. Calgary, mate. Calgary, Calgary. sorry. Um, against Calgary, who was shocking. But, I mean, Bamford's finishing that. I, I don't, I hate to rant about it, but if he, he's been struggling, and I do hope he comes out and proves everybody around this season. But if we sell Roof, We've got to remember, Bamford is the one. And instead of people giving him negative, you know, comments yeah. and stuff, put yourselves behind him. He's the only one we've got. We might as well do it at this yeah. point. We, we need to support him. Exactly. Uh, what we need to do is hire James beat you back because he turned Chris <laughs> into an absolute world beat. Yeah, he actually did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like shades of last season, really, during pre-season. You know, mm. we, we dominated games but struggled to score. But uh, the new signings, Chris, were you, were you impressed with them in pre-season? Yes. Helder Costa, he looked very he, good. He looks so good. I'm excited for it. And youngsters coming up from uh, under-23s. Mateus Bogus, he looked great. That we signed, la- we signed. I can't believe that we signed him last season. And he was only 16 at the time when we signed him. Yeah, 17 now. And 17 now when he's already, you know, in pre-season scoring bangers for us. And I'm, I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to see what... If you keep going around Bogus, mate, you're going to end up on a register talking about... <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, Australia tour, Chris, uh, were you a fan of that? Thoughts, feelings on that? Um... I was gutted that they won a game at Ellen Road this season. Uh, very upset about that because obviously Ellen Road's at home. Um, but at the same time, it gave people a chance to out there that can't come over here to see the Mighty Whites play. And to be fair, if anything, just increase our fan base over there. And it looks like it did the job, to be honest with you. We've yeah. always had strong links with Australia, though. There's yeah. always been loads of Australian leads. Yeah. Australia and Scandinavia, the two big hubs of international leads. Yeah. Got, got a lot of, uh, had a lot of Australian players over the years as well. Patrick Kuznobo, uh, Tony <laughs> Dorigo, but plenty of uh, Australian players, too many to name, uh, really, and one uh, that we shall not name. T- tell you what I would like to buy is, uh, is Alfie Harland's son. I can't remember his name. Um, do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the big guy. Yeah. yeah, he's scoring like loads and loads and loads of goals, and Leeds were linked with him. But and he's a Leeds fan as well. Yeah, and he was bo- he was born in Leeds. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I mean, he looks so Scandinavian, so <laughs> real because he's, yep. he's, he's he's like six foot blonde, <laughs> 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 kind of blue eyes. But um, yeah, he's 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 a he's a great player. He scores loads of goals, but he is only like eighteen, so it'd be it'd be like signing another Edmondson, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Chris mentioned, uh, the Australia talk gave uh, fans out there a chance to watch Leeds United, and a fan uh, out there who uh, is in Australia and who was able to watch Leeds United live uh, was uh, Australian uh, Leeds United fan and follower of the channel, Adam Jolly. Adam is uh, from Adelaide uh, in Australia, and he went to see Western Sydney Wanderers versus Leeds United where we uh, won 2-1 that was in Sydney on July the 20th and it was his first ever time seeing Leeds United live in person I spoke to him recently to see how he found the experience Words don't even still doesn't come to mind on how the weekend was as we went over there with my family where wife, my daughter mum, my dad and my sister dad's been a mad Leeds supporter ever since he was a young boy so to actually see Leeds in the flesh in our own country uh, with dad was absolutely astounding but then walking up the train, the tra- up the train station stairs, and just hearing all the chants coming from one of the local pubs in Parramatta was, was just spine tingling. Yeah, you and uh, many other Leeds United fans travelled. You travelled from uh, Adelaide. What did you make of the atmosphere amongst the Leeds United fans in Sydney? Was it anything like you've experienced before? 
nothing like that. So I'm, I follow the Aussie rules football over here and just nothing compares the slightest. Like you just walk around and you just see someone else with a lead shirt on and it doesn't matter who they are, where they're from, you always just give them a smile and a nod. And being from Adelaide, I never thought that there was that many lead supporters. And then just seeing thousands of lead supporters in one weekend was just like, wow, like this club is huge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, it was your first ever time watching Leeds United in person. It must have been a surreal experience actually watching Leeds United play in your own country. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Like Once we uh, seen them walk out to the pitch just before the game start, that was, yeah, which just words don't describe what was going through my mind and let alone probably thousands of other people's mind that have been in, are in the same position that never got to see them live. Yeah, it was mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, it must be watching them at silly o'clock in the morning on a stream somewhere. Uh, the atmosphere inside the ground looked incredible from both sets of supporters. How did you feel when you eventually sat down in your seat for the first time in that stadium? So when we sat down, just spine-tingling once all the crowd and the support, like the active support got there, um, as soon as the chants started getting sung, it's just like ones that I've never even really heard because obviously on the TV watching them you don't get to hear too much like you hear there's a lot of noise but you can't make out what they're saying so you're trying to sing along and it's just like well what are they saying <laughs> and then by the by, by the end of it like in the second half we were all in full swing but yeah seeing them walking out onto the pitch for the first time in the flesh was mind-boggling to say the least and the game itself were you impressed with what you saw from Leeds United that Pablo Hernandez goal must have made the trip all worthwhile Oh, definitely. That goal in the was at 90, 95th minute, I felt my throat go in that. <laughs> just the the screaming, the cheering, and then when that final whistle went, it was just unbelievable. Like I was happy, win, lose, or draw, just to see the lads out there playing for the first time. But then to actually get that good win and yeah, Pablo man, and then there's made him look absolutely silly. He <laughs> definitely did. Uh, how does the football that Leeds United played compare to the football that you see out there in Australia? Oh, absolutely second to none. Like you can't, you, there's no comparison. Like Australian football is getting a lot better, but yeah, the the way they were playing, Western Sydney didn't have too much going for it. It was just all counter attack. But like in saying that, Western Sydney did do. Like they did, they were playing quite well, but Leeds were just so much, so much faster. And with Bielsa putting in like triple training sessions back home, their fitness level is just going to go through the roof. Definitely. Uh, now I have to ask, how does someone from Australia and Adelaide get into supporting Leeds United? What's your story there? So mine's just basically with my dad. Dad's uh, in his sixties and just followed Leeds ever since he was a boy. And then from back, probably as far as back as I can remember, I really started following Leeds back in the Harry Kill, Mark Faduka days. I was sort of looking at other teams and it's just like, well, who's got the most Australians? And Dad was like, well, Leeds United have got Harry Kill, Mark Faduka. So I thought, they're my team. And it's stuck with them. I cop a lot of strife from other people that are Manchester United or Liverpool supporters. And they're like, oh, whereabouts are Leeds? And it's like, well, mate, I'm not a bandwagoner. Through thick and thin, doesn't matter if we finish top of the table or bottom of the table, I'm always going to be Leeds. Nice, I like it. Uh, and finally, what are your thoughts going into the new season? Is it our time? Is it our year? Do you think we'll finally do it and win that promotion to the Premier League? 
I, th- I think we will. Um, I think it's definitely either going to be top two. Um, we obviously need a few more. I was, there's a couple of players I want to make sure that they sign and stick around for it, which I don't think we're going to have any issues there. But I, I, I truly believe that this year was our, our year. We just got a little bit slow towards the second half after Christmas last season. But I do believe that this year is going to be our year. Australian Leeds fan and follower of the channel, Adam Jolly there. Big thank you to him for uh, chatting to us. It was very interesting uh, hearing about his experience. So, uh, yeah, big, big thank you to him. And, uh, Charles, that's another big reason, as Chris said, uh, why the Australian tour was a good thing, you know, as it gave fans who live out in Australia a chance to see Leeds United play in person. Oh, yeah, perfect. You always want to see, if you're a fan abroad uh, of, a, of, a, of a team in a different country, you'd be devastated, if, like, especially if you live in Australia and you have to watch games in the kind of early hours of the morning if, if Leeds come, like, like people like Adam if, if they, we go out there they can watch the team in person for the first time or the second time whatever and they don't have to get up stupidly early they don't have to go through dodgy Twitter streams yeah. <laughs> pay for the LUTV if we can just go to the game oh, that's perfect because there's nothing I mean we, we hate this word in modern football but there's nothing wrong with spreading the brand I mean, yeah, that it makes it makes my skin crawl saying stuff like that. But if we get more supporters of the club, we get more people buying merchandise, more money for the club to spend on, well, presumably not players, but <laughs> something other than players. Um, uh, it's perfect, and it's really nice to hear that Adam has such a great time watching Leeds in preseason yeah. and a good team as well to watch Bielsa Ball in person. Great, great uh, experience for him. And yeah, once again, a big thank you to uh, Adam Jolly there for taking the time out to uh, to talk to us. Uh, so let's discuss the uh, friendlies then from uh, last Saturday, Saturday the twenty seventh of uh, July. Uh, there were two, so let's start with the uh, game against the uh, Spanish side Girona first of all. Uh, that was due to be played at Tadcaster, I believe, but instead uh, it was played at Manchester City's training ground, the training ground which you know they do quite a lot of stuff. Uh, I think that Chris Woods medical at Burnley was uh, there so uh, Manchester City's training ground pretty much a, a tiny little stadium right next to the yeah. big old Etihad which is uh, uh, nice uh, now we don't need to stay on this for, for too long as uh, no one watched it there were no stream of it uh, but the players who, did, uh, who didn't travel to Italy of course played in this including the likes of Jack Harrison Alioski and Stuart Dallas who captained the side and uh, Jack Harrison and Alioski both scored along with Clark Adore as uh, Leeds United won 3-2 in the end uh, now during this preseason They've recently beaten Premier League side Bournemouth 2-1 and Derby County 2-0. So, uh, Charles, this is a good win, really. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to be slightly more solid defensively. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, it's always nice to pick up the wins in pre-season. And especially with players like Jack Harrison scoring, that's that's great for us. We need him to have that confidence. Yeah. Especially if Bamford will be understandably lacking confidence that we need yeah. other players to step up. And if, if Jack Harrison can get uh, double figures and goals from the wing this season, which... You would expect from a winger in a in a challenging team. I mean, it's fair to say it's reasonable to expect ten goals. Yeah. Um, then I think we'll be okay. Yeah, definitely. And uh, against a good team like Girona, Chris, we're essentially better than Bournemouth because Girona have beaten Bournemouth, and our second team then went and beat Girona. <laughs> our second team is basically better than Bournemouth. In, with that logic, we should be in Premier League. But <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's a one-off game. You don't know what's going to happen. O- only it's... reason Bournemouth lost because they didn't have Lewis Cook in the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a good win for us. Good confidence boost. And to be fair, apart from the Manchester, sorry, scum game. Um, <laughs> I don't think have we lost any others? I don't think we have. Uh, yeah, that um, 
Saudi Arabian side. Yeah, there was one behind uh, closed doors at yeah. four parts against some Saudi Arabian side, but we lost four two. Yeah, we don't we don't class uh, closed door games. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, you know, we, it's, been, we, it's been a good preseason. Yeah, it has been a very good, and that can give nothing but confidence. Yeah, and confidence is a big thing. Confidence is key, and momentum is key yeah. heading into games. And yes, it is preseason, but confidence from preseason games leading into a new season, you know, it, it, it will be good. And Charles, you no, know, this these two these that win against Girona and then the uh, one or draw uh, where the other team where the other side. Uh, Played away in Calgary, you know, it will give the players a lot of confidence heading into the new season. Oh yeah, they'll be they'll be delighted about it. Um, whatever players we have left for the season, well, I'm sure be very <laughs> very, very, very pleased. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of having split up the teams and cast kind of scattered them across the world for the preseason. But if, as long as everyone knows what they're doing and everyone, I mean, obviously they're, they're all exper- most of them experience of playing each other from last season. I think. They're saying the the kind of message come out of the club is continu- continuity is our weapon this season because uh, yeah. we've never really had that in the last yeah. 15 years. <laughs> we're not used to that at all. Uh, now, did everyone see the video of Alioski reuniting with Sammy Aziz in that Girona game? That was a uh, that was nice. Beautiful to see. moment. Uh, that was nice to see. I, I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I, see, I, yeah, I don't think it was a beautiful moment because it's Saez, it was his own fault. <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't like we cast Saez out. No, no, he, he wanted to leave and and he left. But uh, yeah, Alioski and Saez get reunited. Have you also seen recently Alioski and Pontus Jansen were reunited on Instagram? And Pontus looks the happiest he's ever yeah. been. Back at four pounds. <laughs> yeah. it, looks, it looks miserable in Brentford, he really does. Yeah, yeah. I, there, was, there was a foot of Pontus Jansen with, with a young Brentford fan, <laughs> and he looked like he just wanted to just go out with them, do anything else rather than be there. And even when he signed as well, he looked miserable yeah. with Pontus Jansen. But back at Leeds at four parts, he looked very happy. He's all beaming smiles. Yeah, I wonder what he was doing back at four parts. I'm guessing he would probably come in to collect a few um, things that he left behind. Apparently he went straight from Sweden to Brentford so he's, he just came back to collect his stuff yeah that, that explains it uh, but yeah a 3-2 win uh, there against uh, Girona the other game we played last Saturday was of course away at Serie A side Calgary and uh, this is the side that played so it was Kiko Xavier goal Leif Davis Liam Cooper Ben White and Gaetano Berardi in defence Calvin Phillips Matthias Click Adam Forshaw Helder Costa Pablo Hernandez and Patrick Bamford and on the bench it was Josh Ray Jack Jenkins Oliver Casey Matush Bugush and Jack Clark Charles I like, I like your look to him when you said Bugush <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles thoughts on the uh, side that travelled uh, yeah strong team um, I'm not I'm not sure about playing Click and Forshaw in the same team I don't I think I'm, I'm, they're too similar we, yeah. we just don't need Forshaw <laughs> yeah, we just don't need four shows. He, he, he does slow down the play. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't like some of the best stats in the team for like uh, passing. That's merely because. But it, yeah, he's passing <laughs> he two yards back well, to his goalkeeper, <laughs> or, or sideways, or to the, to the to the defenders. He never really yeah. kicks on forward. Whereas, uh, were you disappointed not to see the you know, all the first team players who were probably going to play against Bristol City not out there in Calgary? Oh to, no, because I saw. I, I saw the Sadcaster game, so I saw all the rest of the players. Um, admittedly, yeah. not as many senior players, but I was. As long as I've seen all the players play and they all look decent, and most of them do look like they're very, very fit and like their understanding of Bielsa ball can only improve um, when they're playing with different squad players within the team. It helps us when we're when we inevitably going to get injuries and we have to bring in bench players and squad players if everyone knows how to play the system. Yeah. So playing more players might be our advantage there. Yeah. But Chris, do you not think it would have been good for all the first team players to play together at least at one stage this, this preseason? I get, I get why. Um, he's done it so obviously with Australia he didn't want to take anyone who was on international duty just so they can get the fitness well go through the same regime everyone else has done Um, and then when obviously when we came back it was kind of like yeah we've got all these but again it's partially for the brand 
And I think it's partially for for Bristol because think about it after Spygate and us finishing third last season, everyone's going to want to try and and work susses out after Spygate as well, especially. But I, yeah. I think everyone's trying to understand us as a team, and if none of the first team have played as a group together. They can't do that. So. Yeah, it kind of will be a surprise, yeah. won't it, against, against Bristol City. Um, now, I wasn't able to watch the uh, Calgary game as I was uh, at a gig. I went to see local indie rock band Skylights at their sold-out gig at the Wardrobe. So, uh, courtesy of them as well. So, a big thank you to uh, those guys. Great band and big Legion United fans. So, definitely give them a listen and a follow. Uh, but, Charles, did you get to watch the Calgary game? Um, not not all of it. I watched a bit of the game, and I, I, I did watch the highlights. So I saw the goals. Chris, um, did you manage to? Watch I, it? I paid for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why would you pay for it? I don't know. I, I just I did. I you, didn't. You just love giving the club money, don't you? Know? At this <laughs> at this point, I mean, if if I put on my love and affection into the club because I have no girlfriend, uh, any girls might help me. Um, <laughs> I doubt you're gonna pick, up, pick up a bird on a Legion United podcast. You though. never know. Um, <laughs> That'd be some impressive skills. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if if I'm putting all my my money and my affection into uh, Leeds, hopefully they, they give me the same when when I get my adrenaline running at Allen Road. So it's the least I can do for them. Were you impressed by what you saw watching the game? Um, yeah, uh, and no. Um, I was impressed with a lot of the build-up play. Again, not very impressed with the finish. Yeah, again, not very impressed with Forshaw. That's just because I've never rated Farshaw as soon as he yeah. got here. But. And that's kind of you know the moments that I saw. So you know I, I kind of saw Leeds United do it. They were dominating the the play, of keeping possession mm-hmm. well, but just struggling to score and then of course struggling to defend as well as we did go one uh, 0 down in fourteen minutes. Uh, Volta Bursa scored for Calgary, and yeah, for me it was very poor defending. It was, defense was all over the place, and it highlighted you know how how weak we are at the back and how much we desperately need a big commanding centre half, Charles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we need plenty of things, but centre half is probably at the top of the list. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been impressed with Ben White's ability to carry the ball through midfield when he's, when when we, when we got on the attack, and his his link up play with the other defenders and the defensive midfield. Yeah, uh, but he does need to work on conviction when he's clearing the ball and when he's having to do proper old fashioned defender stuff. Yeah. Um, but he, he does look like a good ball playing centre back, and yeah. he looks like a perfect Bielsa type of player. But yeah, he, he does run out of position quite a lot. He needs to work on that, which is part of his game. But you know, he is a youngster from Brighton who hasn't played first team football in the top two divisions of English football. So uh, you know, he, he has got a lot of stuff to improve on. But it, no, that goal did highlight. You know, we do need someone big and commanding in there, don't we? Yeah, we do. Definitely. I I don't. I, I think if he's going to play like that this season. We need either either play Berardi or Ailing on the right because both of them know how to cover a centre-back because obviously Pontus enjoyed doing his his weird runs every now and again. (laughs) And if Ben White's going to do something similar, at least they know what they've got to do when when Ben White has a little jolly upfield. Yeah, but there's definitely an issue uh, there that needs to be sorted. Uh, it was 1-0 to Calgary at half-time. Uh, then five minutes into the second half, Leeds were awarded a penalty after uh, a push on Matoush Click. A very soft penalty. No, I was no, surprised no, no. when this were given. One of the softest penalties I've ever seen. Could yeah. have broken his leg. I wasn't having it. <laughs> I mean, if those kind of things are awarded in the championship, you're going to see five penalties awarded every single game. It was right. very soft. I couldn't quite believe it, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a penalty. Uh, Pablo Hernandez, he stepped up and scored very Nice penalty from Pablo Beautiful. Hernandez. Um, you think you'd think you'd give the penalty to Bamford, wouldn't you? 
Just give him some confidence. Just, no, just so he can score one goal in pre-season. But then if Bamford missed, then exactly. his confidence is, sh- is, is shot before the season. I so think you want him to... with a penalty, you give him the penalty and just let him score it. Get, get his confidence up a bit. He, he wouldn't have scored because Bamford... He missed his last he, penalty. Yeah, he missed his last penalty. I, d- I don't think his confidence yeah, is there right now, but I do think if he scores against Bristol, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be seeing a... But, Twenty-five goals. But we've said that like, before, haven't we? About Bamford, you know, if he scores, then then he'll uh, kick on and and, <laughs> and be good. To. But you know, we've mentioned that so many times. You know, he scored two goals away at Preston, never kicked on from that. It, it seems to be, you know, it's I an think interesting it, one. He did play better the game after. He did. He played a lot, lot better. He was just again, he was unfortunate. And and since uh, after that, we you know, unfortunately, started hitting depression season again with uh, Bamford. But I mean, again, I I think if he can just be consistent if you can have a game like Preston consistently yeah um, a goal a game yeah or if go- he's not scoring at least get some assists exactly exactly because at the moment he's doing the right things he's moving out wide to get the ball he's trying to come in front to get the ball it's overlapping he's doing everything he can possibly do he's just not getting the last part right and it's it is just the confidence thing right now I reckon yeah, definitely. Uh, the Calgary game, of course, did finish one all, but five minutes from time, Calvin Phillips was shown a straight red card <laughs> uh, for a, a sliding challenge. Uh, yeah, a straight red card in the friendly. You don't see many of those, but it, it was quite a quite a cynical challenge from Calvin Phillips, wasn't nah, it? Nah, yellow card. Yellow card? He, he, he did win the ball. He did go through the man as well, so that's a yellow card for me. Yeah, but uh, some, some challenge stuff. And yeah, you don't really see that in friendly, straight red card. Especially in a friendly, that should be given as a yellow card. Yeah, definitely. He's supposed to be get, get given a bit of a slack, bit of slack in a friendly. Yeah, and to put away any... Conf- <laughs> not with Italian rest. <laughs> <laughs> to put away uh, any confusion, Calvin Phillips does not get a ban. Uh, that has been confirmed. So he isn't banned for any games, no one game or three games. Although, you know, before that news came out that, that he wasn't getting a ban, I... I was thinking VFL are going to find a way to, to ban Calvin Phillips. I, they, I had but... a massive argument with the guy on Championship Banner that was trying to claim. Uh, he's a Bristol City fan that they, they didn't have to play against Calvin Phillips. I was like, yes, you do. He's like, no, but he got, he got sent off. I was like, that's a friendly. He's still playing. Yeah, in, in a friendly. <laughs> friendly red cards, they, they don't uh, count. Um, but uh, yeah, very rare to see uh, nowadays, but it's, it is quite common amongst Leeds. Uh, stats uh, told me that uh, Phillips does indeed become the fifth Leeds player to be sent off in a friendly after Walton, Jermaine Beckford, Jonathan Douglas and the Scotsman, that is Gordon Strachan. Uh, so five <laughs> players in total now uh, who have been sent off uh, in friendlies for Leeds United. It doesn't surprise me that Jermaine Beckford's on that list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's for friendly against uh, Calgary, uh, finish 1-1 and apparently uh, friendly against Calgary has been uh, been scheduled to take place at Ellen Road next year, so that should be uh, uh, that should be interesting. Another Chilino derby this time at uh, <laughs> this time at Ellen Road. Uh, but yeah, one one against uh, Calgary in our final preseason game, of course, uh, before the new season kicks off. Uh, this coming Sunday, finally football is back weekly. I'm so looking forward to it. In the middle of my twelve hour shift, <laughs> I'm, work- I'm working two in the afternoon until two in the yeah. morning, and the-, and the game kicks off at four thirty. Yeah, so I'm not going to be able to watch it. So uh, I'm going to have to have my phone on alerts. Yeah, and Chris managed to get the uh, last ticket available for Bristol City. I am um, <laughs> more than happy to do a video vlog for your channel, Ed. Yeah, uh, please do. Just because I know I'll do one and then we'll post it to my channel, <laughs> so I'll send you everything over that I get. Yeah. But it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, I'm going on the bus this time uh, with Leeds Hands. Yeah, so you looking int- forward to it? I am really looking forward to it because, yeah, it's my first time in Bristol ever. And it'd be nice to see Leeds beat Bristol uh, again. Yeah, on the opening day as well, <laughs> exactly. away from home. It should be uh, a cracking atmosphere and a good game. But before we get into the Bristol game, Charles, heading into the new season, are you nervous or excited? 
I'm a lot more nervous now than I was yesterday because <laughs> now, now it looks like we're going to sell roof. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always excited going to the new season because I'm an idiot and I <laughs> enter every season with baseless optimism, which uh, which means I get crushed by by May every year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I am looking forward to it because I think the players have got the experience of the of the playoffs now. They know what, the, what they're going to be up against. Should we finish in the playoffs, which I think we will, which we're going to go into in a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, Bale's the second season. I think the players all know a much greater understanding of his level of fitness and level of kind of commitment that he would want from the players. His systems, they will know them off by heart by now. They will be much more fluid in their transitions from defence to attack. So I am looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I guess that's the advantage this year as well, because last season there were a few years I prowls Bielsa. He doesn't really know the championship, but one year under his belt, and uh, the players have spent a year under Bielsa, and you know we have kept a lot of players, which we're not used to, but <laughs> continuity is key, especially under Bielsa, as uh, new players last season struggled really to adapt to Bielsa's uh, way of playing. Um, but you know that that year, that, that experience now for Bielsa and for the players, it, it should be a big advantage. Chris? Yeah, I agree. Um, now they know what they're doing. They know what he wants from them. They've had the double training sessions again. I, I think if, if I think playoffs is is a good target for us this season. No, automatic promotion after last season. <laughs> I think I think that that has to be the target. Uh, fitness levels they look very good, and uh, yeah, that that. After that one year, the uh, the place should be uh, a lot better going into uh, this season. Uh, Especially under towards the end. Uh, Chris, how are you feeling going into the Bristol game? Of course, uh, you're going to it. Are you, are you nervous or excited about it? Excited, uh, very nervous. But I'm always nervous when I watch Leeds play. Um, just, just from the years of being a fan. Yeah, I think everyone's <laughs> nervous watching Leeds United play and heading um, into the new season. But yeah, I'm excited for it. And yeah, like I said, first time in Bristol, so it should be a good one. Yeah, of course, this is the opening fixture. And the last time we played Bristol City on day one of a new season was away at Ashton Gate. It was in the 1979-80 season. We ended up drawing 2-2. Alan Curtis scored both goals for Leeds United on his debut. Thank you to uh, Stats for telling me that as well. Um, but yeah, that's the last time we played Bristol City on the opening day. So could it be 2-2 again, maybe? Who knows? Um, but of course, you know, we won, as we said earlier, we won most of our friendly. So our confidence, hopefully, is high mm-hmm. amongst the squad, which is key. Bristol City, on the other hand, last weekend, they lost 5-0 at home against Premier League side Crystal Palace. Charles, could that play a part in how the teams prepare ahead of the game? And could it affect the outcome of the game as well? Apparently, Lee Johnson like laid into his players in the post-match press conference. But when you lose 5-0, you would expect your manager to lay into you. Um, they were up against the Premier League side and we lost 4-0 to the Premier League side, but we lost 4-0 to a much better Premier Top League side. Top six Premier League side. Whereas Bournemouth, Bournemouth are kind of a mid-table Premier Crystal League Palace. Side. Sorry, Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think we'll be... I think I think we'll be okay. I think I, I think we, we've got a great record against Bristol City. They've, they're, they're selling... I saw today on Twitter, might not be true, um, but fairly... Co- Fairly confident it'll be 18 million for Adam Webster plus four million add-ons, so they're losing their best defender. Yeah, like to us. Brighton as yeah. well. So uh, yeah, they they could lose their best defender. And you know, if he doesn't go before the game, if he is on his way out, then he, he, he you'd imagine that they wouldn't that he yeah. wouldn't play, which could uh, play in uh, our uh, advantage. Uh, but yeah, it would be interesting uh, to see uh, how we play. How, how do you think we'll line up, Chris? What do you, what do you think the lineup will be? Um, same as last season. Don't think he'll change anything. Only difference is. Uh, Pontus isn't here, so Ben White will go centre back. Uh, left back, left back. Oh, I want Alioski. I do. 
slate me all you like. I think Alioski will play I, that. I think we're better off with Douglas. Yeah. I think we are better off with Douglas, but we're not talking about what we're better off with. We're talking about what Bielsa <laughs> will do, and Bielsa loves Alioski. I'm, yeah. I think Bielsa will, will play Douglas. Yeah. So do I. I think Alioski may either be on the wing or on the bench and he'll come on as a, as a super sub kind of. Nah. Stuart Dallas at right back as well because Luke Ehrling's injured. Yeah, Luke Ehrling's yeah. injured. Uh, midfield, number 10, who, who are you going for? Cotal Roberts, he's injured. Kemar Roof, he's injured. So who, who's, your, who's going in number <laughs> so 10? So many injuries already. <laughs> yes. Um, the season hasn't even started and we've got so many injuries. It's just very Leeds, is that? Very Leeds. put Pablo there, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, and out on the wings, Helder Costa, Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison. Jack Clark not getting a, a look in? Uh, no. Probably not. I'll <laughs> yeah. Bam- have to be Bamford up front. Roof will be injured slash Edmonton on bench. Yeah. Uh, Charles, is that, is that your team? Yeah, obviously Phillips in the DM and clicking the. Yeah, in, in number eight role. Yeah, Bogush on bench. Definitely. I think Pablo's better than number 10 as well yeah. uh, for me. So, yeah, I think Pablo and number 10 alongside uh, Click next to him. The wings, Helda Costa, Jack Harrison up front, Bamford, uh, Cam Phillips, central defensive midfield, Casilla goalkeeper, and then defence, Dallas at right back, Douglas left back, I believe, and then uh, Ben White and Liam Cooper as centre back. And it will be, will be interesting. And uh, Charles, after seeing all the friendlies, how do you think we'll play? Do you think it'll be like last season? We'll concede a few goals and then struggle to score? I think, well, yes. Last, <laughs> last season, we didn't concede against Bristol City. We won 1 0 away and 2 0 at home. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we'll, I think we'll be fine. It's a bit kind of an in at the deep end moment for Ben White because he's going to realise very quickly that as one of the only two centre backs in the club, he's going to be playing every game this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, in so, and some of the games are going to be horrible, like the ones against Fulham. I'm looking, uh, he's going to. I th- think th- that's re- be tough for him. That's really going to test him. Yeah, definitely. If he's up against uh, Woody Kearney and <laughs> Mitrovic and Cavallero and. Uh, is it knockout on the other wing? Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I look, I look forward to how well our defence are going to handle them for. Um, yeah. But yep, in in this game, I think we'll be. I think we'll be okay. I'm, I'm reasonably confident we're going to win. Yeah, score prediction: two one. Two one, Ch- uh, Chris. Uh, two nil. Actually, actually, no. I said uh, not two one. I'm going to go for three two leads. Three two leads. <laughs> Uh, two nil. Two I, nil. I think Ben White and Casillas will keep a clean sheet. And Cooper, I think. I think. I do not think Casillas will keep a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has to. He I, has I, I to. don't think he will, especially to. with the defense of Ben White and Luke Cooper. I think he might. A kid from Brighton and Liam Cooper with Casillas <laughs> behind him. I, I think we could be dodgy at the back. I'm, I'm going to go three one Leeds United. I reckon we could we can score. I reckon a few people will score. Hopefully Bamford <laughs> can score. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Bam- he does. Bamford get a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully he does score. I really do want him to, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1. Charles is going 3-2 and Chris is going 2-0. Uh, uh, so we're all uh, predicting wins, uh, but us uh, predicting the score for this weekend aren't the only predictions that we'll be doing uh, in this episode as because this is the new season special. Happy happy new season, everyone. Uh, we are going to predict uh, awards that players may be winning at the end of the campaign and where Leeds will finish in the table before a ball is even kicked. So good luck to, uh, to you guys on these predictions. But we'll uh, look back on them in the season finale episode of the podcast uh, at the end of the season. Season. Chris, if, if you're up for it, you're going to be on that yep. end of season finale and we can uh, look back at them and see how we did. So, uh, where will Leeds United finish? I've gone second. Charles, what are you going with? Fifth. Fifth and Chris? Fourth. 
fourth. You're both thinking playoffs. I'm very yeah. optimistic. I reckon I we'll get I second. I reckon, I reckon Fulham will probably win the league and then, then we'll go second. Fulham and Cardiff will be top two for me. Yeah. I Lot- don't think Cardiff will be. I think they'll have a bad season. Yeah. This the, no. the bookies have Leeds United as favourites for some reason. Don't I don't think Neil Warlock's Brexit FC always the one Yeah. Uh, the bookies have got Leeds United as favourites. I'm not sure about that. I don't know where they're getting that from. But uh, uh, yeah, I reckon we'll, we could finish second. Uh, player of the season, I'm going Calvin Phillips. I reckon he could get it. Chris, what are you? Um, Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips and Charles. Yep. KP. You're both going Calvin Phillips. Uh, young player of the year then. I've gone Matush Bogus. It has Bogus. to be. I'm Bogus. so impressed Bogus. with him <laughs> in friendlies. Is that full house then, Bogus? Yeah, full house. Yeah, I think so. Bogus. Uh, highest goal scorer, Charles? Well, I went Kemal Roof. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to go Kemal Roof, but I'm going to go... Come on, you got to go Bamford. He's that. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give Bamford the vote of confidence. Bamford. Helder uh, Costa. Helder <laughs> Costa. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Pablo Hernandez. I'm, I'm going to play it safe. Right, and so we've all got different. Go Pablo Hernandez. Uh, most assists this season, Chris? Helder Costa. Costa. Uh, Charles? It's hard to go between, choose between Pablo and uh, Helder Costa. I'm going to go Helder Costa. Helder Costa as well. Uh Best goal of the season? Who do you think who has you it in him to score the best goal? I'm going uh, Pablo Hernandez most assist. Uh, who do you think has it in him, Charles, to get the best goal of the season? Well, I wanted to do something weird for this one, so I'm going to go Barry Douglas. <laughs> Barry Douglas. <laughs> uh, a free kick, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, Chris? Uh, my boy, Click. Click. That's a good and shout, is that to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he did he, score some worldies last season. He's got a great goal. He's uh, got a few great yeah. goals. One against uh, uh, Derby away, Sheffield Shet Wednesday away. He's got a lot of good goals. He's got, got the first yeah. goal of the season for us as well last season Not against Stoke. Um, but, uh, but yes, those are the, uh, those are the uh, predictions. What about you? Best goal? Pablo Hernandez. I'm going to go for Pablo Hernandez. Another 16 second finish top corner there. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. That was that was some goal. Uh, but that's all on record. I've also got them written down here. I'm going to keep this piece of paper and then we'll look back at them at the end of the season and see how we all did. So there's no uh, no cheating, no <laughs> no changing your mind or anything. Uh, but those are the uh, predictions. Um, and there we go. Yeah, we'll revisit them at the end of the season in the season finale episode of the podcast and see how we all did. And hopefully it is after a very successful successful uh, season for Leeds United hopefully starting with a win this Sunday the opening game away at Bristol City uh, but that does bring us to the end of episode 27 of the All Things Leeds podcast thank you very much to Charles as always for joining me thanks for having me on that and thank you to Chris as well for coming on yet again no problem see you soon and uh, thank you to uh, everyone who uh, listened as well. We really do uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating if you uh, are listening on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> share, <laughs> share it around uh, as well. Help us out. Make sure to follow All Things Leads on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leads on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Me and Charles will be back next week and hopefully joined by Stats to have a look back at the Bristol City game and hopefully that is uh, a win. And like I said, the podcast will be back weekly now as the season is uh, going to be back underway this weekend. So take care and we'll see you later. 